is up for realers. What's up? Coming at you live from back to sunny LA. Uh, no longer looking like Seattle. No. I'm Tyler. And I'm Greg. And this is For, for Real. Real. How was your Thanksgiving, man? It was smooth. I, I mean, I worked. Yeah. Yeah, I worked I worked all Thanksgiving Day. I, I, w- I was lucky I had Thanksgiving Day and I had Black Friday off. Dang, did you buy anything? No. <laughs> so he didn't, I, I did, he didn't I didn't, spend no money. I, I, I didn't have a death wish. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you don't want to be trampled by thousands of people? No. At your local Target? <laughs> no, I decided to go be trampled by thousands of people at Disneyland in the rain. That makes sense. The different, different. The, the different rain did time. not keep people away, which was fascinating. That is fascinating. I, you know, I, I guess that, you know, rain is so unorthodox. In Los Angeles, that, that people just you know you just go on with your with your life. It's like it's it's gonna stop soon. It didn't, it didn't yeah, it stop. didn't it didn't stop. It rained all weekend. It <laughs> rained all weekend. Rained all rained all weekend for for my football team too. You Oof. know, got my Patriots hat on as, as in memory of them <laughs> after that weekend loss against the the Texans. My my Steelers did okay. Yeah, they did all right. A win's a win. You know. Kick out Mason Rudolph. That's that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of wins, uh, let's jump into our hits and whiffs hits and segment. Whiffs. Let's do it. Let's start with the surprise of the weekend. I would say mm-hmm. uh, Queen and Slim. All right. So uh, Box Office Pro had that at a range of five to ten. Mm-hmm. I had it at seven and a half. I had it at five million. Ended up doing eleven point seven. Good for that. Yeah. Good. Good for that movie. I didn't think that that the market had enough for it, uh, for for the weekend. Prove me wrong. Quality films make quality money. It just is what it is. Yeah, I I saw the movie. I thought it was very good. I'm becoming a very very huge Daniel Kaluuya fan. The lead actress Jodie Turner Smith. She's mm. one to watch coming up. She's fantastic as well. Mm. Go see it if uh, if you have the time. It's it's uh, it's a very good movie. No, Leaves you with a lot to think of. I gotta go see it afterwards. Mm. The other new release, Knives Out. Fantastic movie. Pro I... had it at a range of seventeen to twenty-two. Mm. I had it at twenty-five. I had it at thirty. And Hit right in the middle, right. twenty-seven. Bang. <laughs> and I think that that's that was appropriate. You know, like. When I thought about it coming out of last week's episode, I was like, if it does 30, good for it. Uh, but again, just better than Box Office Pro. Good for you, Knives Out. I think that that's a win for them. Oh, for uh, sure. And to, to kind of piggyback off of kind of the what we've been talking about the past couple episodes, the budget on this was only $40 million. Mm-hmm. So it needs to make 120 worldwide to be profitable. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, saying I'm confident about this, but I, I think we'll be seeing more exploits of Benoit Blanc in the future. Yeah, and I, I kind of like. It's it's for me. It's the best whodunit movie. I've ever seen. It's very smart. Very very smart movie. It, even like some of the stuff that you were talking about. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone out there. You have to go watch it. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody. Like even. Even the director in in the the uh, in the screening that we went to was like, please don't spoil it for anyone else because it kind of kills the fun. I saw it for a second time this weekend, uh, and 
I didn't enjoy it as much because I had to like I already knew what was going on. And see, I I thought it had great. I've I've now seen it three times. Oh wow! And I I thought it had great rewatch value. Mm. Uh, me not so much. I I think that the the thing that made it fun for me was just kind of discovering where it was going and having those <gasps> moments, you know, those those little gaspies. But the the there's so much layered in there. Like I picked up on something on the third viewing. You did. That was that was cool. That was cool to discover. So that was our hits and whiffs, guys. Um, I wanted to preface this episode is 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 going to be one of our shorter episodes. Um, so we think. So that's so we always think that we always think that we're going to do forty five minutes on the button, but we never do. We we kind of go over an hour. Yeah. That's well, still well, fun. well, we'll see what happens. Jumping into our very short newsreel. Fortunately, mm-hmm. not a lot has has happened as we're kind of waiting for award season to to kick off and some of those nominations to come in. Golden Globes come out next Monday. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have an episode out about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this week's newsreel, uh, keeping it box office related, Frozen 2 set a uh, Thanksgiving box office record for the five day of $124 million. Mm-hmm. Dethroning 2013's Hunger Games Catching Fire, mm. whose five day was 109 million. When did Hunger Games come out? When did that one come out? 2013. I just said it. Uh, I literally just said it, I'm, Greg. Sorry. I guess I'm not. I'm not quite here yet. But yeah, <laughs> it's been a long morning for me. I've been up <laughs> since 3:30 this morning. It's three o'clock this morning, and the time is now 10:31. But anyway, <laughs> so 2013, five. You know. Good for you, Frozen Two. Kind of goes against everything that I was talking about about sequels. For I, but I said it last time. Like Disney is the only one that's got the formula around that, and they they clearly have a plan. They dropped a couple of the shorts here and there of Frozen uh, before uh, and before other movies end on their on their channel, and obviously now on on Disney Plus. Um, that all you know build up this hype for for Frozen Two. One of my friends. One of my dear friends uh, said that she saw it six times already since it got released. I haven't even seen it once. I haven't seen it once either, but it looks like a fun movie. I saw the I saw the song with Olaf and the wind, and that was uh. It looks spoilers, like, bro. It looks like a fun movie. I mean, like if that spoils a movie for you, I'm sorry, but it's you know, it is what it is. Cool. Next up, we have James Cameron's Avatar two. Rapping, filming. Are you excited, Ty? No. <laughs> I, I I think I've hinted at this in previous episodes. I I think we're past when we needed to have more of these movies. Yeah. I think that despite them having already planned out what four, that they're going to be shooting back to back to back to back and sinking all this money into it I, I i don't think the box office returns are going to be there no. and people people are going to lose a lot of money on this i mm. think i think no one expected the first avatar to do what it did anyway so i could be wrong i mean the the i'm i'm not personally i'm not excited about it either but i do have a feeling that with disney's heavy hand in it i think that they are going to be heavy handed in it well, they have to be. That's all they do. Uh, they they would not. And we'll see how we'll see if if Cameron can make five. 
We'll see if Cameron can make it to, to, to the fifth film. Or even if he makes it to the third one. He just proved that he could rap on two. Um, but if Disney's, if Disney's got a hand in it, which they do, I am not... Just like with Frozen 2 and all of their other... Uh, their entire cinematic universe. I think that it, it it's not going to flop the way in which it would have flopped if Fox was still the studio on it. That's how I feel. I just saw Avatar 1 on uh, a couple a couple nights ago on Disney Plus and it holds up. It holds up pretty well. Like but I could I could definitely see like with the colors and uh, I'm sure Disney's gonna step in with the with the storyline. There's gonna be rewrites. Uh, I'm sure that James Cam- probably, he will not like that. He would not like that. That's why I'm saying like let's see if he could make it to to, to I'm gonna say episode three. <laughs> um, let's see if he could make it to the third one. Hey, if we can make it 19 episodes, James. <laughs> anyway, bad joke. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I think he's used to working on his own with very little interference, in, interference and input from other people. Mm-hmm. Disney is not known for sitting back and letting directors do their thing. No. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, and last but not least, our favorite topic of the year so far is the holiday release of Cats. So Cat's director responds to the backlash on social media after the trailer, this is the second trailer dropped. I mean, it was, I think it's a response to both trailers yeah. for this dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I think that he said, you know, his excuse is the, the graphics aren't done yet. Yeah, which is uh, something I failed to mention last week when, it, when I said that it wasn't uh, screening for critics and was going to miss out on a lot of awards stuff. Is the movie's not done. Yeah. It comes out in a few weeks. Two weeks. Th- it yeah, comes out the weeks. 20th. Mm-hmm. It comes out against Star Wars. Yeah. I, so that's the... <laughs> that's why I'm so excited for this movie. Like, like You're going to be the only one in a theater, Greg. Probably. Probably. But I'm, I'm super excited for this movie. For it to come out, I can't wait to review it. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna do a special episode on that. Do you, do, you, do we do we need to do what we did with Joker, where we just before and after? We have to, we have to, with a with a nice reactionary face on the end of it. Show the people what they're missing out on. All right, I'll bring Watson. No, there you go. <laughs> do you think he's gonna bark through the whole thing? Because it's gonna be cats. Ah. Ah. <laughs> See what you did there. There you go. But uh, <laughs> opinion time. Um, the backlash is is like, what did you expect? What did your you movie ex- looks weird? Yeah, what did you expect? I, if I, I mean, first of all, shouldn't have gotten greenlit. Not the way that this is green. Like, what they should have done. You know what they should have done? They should have made Cats, Broadway Cats, the movie about making the broadway film so actual people in costume but you're doing like more of the behind the scenes kind of stuff and you script it around like a main actor who's like going up for the i've never seen cats in broadway so i don't, I don't even I don't, I don't know much about the story which is funny because they're advertising it as a feel-good thing but it, it what does. what the cats are all vying for mm-hmm. is 
really dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the play's been around for a while. It is what it is, but... I'll give it I'll give it one positive though. The thing that I'm most excited for is Rebel Wilson. I think she Really? Yeah. She was the one thing that kind of fell flat other than James Corden trying. I think, I think a lot of things fell flat for me in, Jason in, Derulo. In, oh, yeah. Why is he oh, why is he yelling? <laughs> so, guys, go out and watch this trailer please cuz I need some reaction. I need some I need somebody else to tell me that this movie is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's you, <laughs> when when you meet that person, we're gonna put them on this podcast. Correct. And they have to defend the the getting real will be thirty minutes of them defending this movie while I just rail on them. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be right there next to them defending it as well. I think this is gonna be an awesome dumpster fire film that's gonna that's gonna ripple into the the ethos of the cinematic world. I can't look wait you, for look, it. Look at you dropping those big words. I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, guys. So that was our newsreel. Very special newsreel. Um, before we do a very special getting real, because we're going to really get real this episode. Um, we, didn't, we didn't really have a topic this week, per se. So I came to Tyler with the idea of, we're in this position because we both love movies. And I'm going to assume that you're listening to this podcast because you love movies too. And most of the times we talk about a lot of industry news, but we haven't really communicated with you guys. And it took us 19 episodes to get here um, with who we are and how film has affected us. And this this is kind of in the hopes that we will get more uh, conversations around everyone's experience with film and how it's transformed or impacted or touched your life in a certain way Uh, and this came out of me kind of reviewing like you know i wasn't i've i've been big on movies my entire life without realizing it you know so uh back in 2008 don't age me uh, just, I went to college for, for film production, ended up going into acting, um, did a little bit of that because one of my, my very close friends now, who was actually on his way to being like an amazing director, uh, saw some talent in me and kind of pulled me into that, that world on the other side of the camera. I, I didn't, unlike Tyler, Tyler's, Tyler will talk about his experience, but you know, I never saw myself as an actor, but like, you know, this this is kind of like this segment is more of le- more or less a nice little recap on on ourselves, you know, and and kind of moving forward on that. So, for our getting real, I'm gonna ask Tyler a series of questions. <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't know I was getting interviewed. He's gonna he's gonna we're, well we're interviewing each other basically. But um, again, like most things that I do on the episode, it's very spontaneous sometimes. <laughs> and I, I catch Tyler off guard. I have no idea what he's going to ask. And a, I'm slightly terrified. With a lot of things. So, Tyler, what is the first movie you've, you remember seeing? And, how, and what was that experience like? Or let me, let, me, let me go to this. What is the first movie you remember seeing in the theaters? 
Okay. Wow. The first movie I remember seeing in the theaters, I, I want to say maybe Hook. Oh, wow. But I don't, I don't remember the, ex, the actual experience, but I'm having flashes of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... Run back with it. Man, I had, yeah, I think. So you're from Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. Sorry. Don't do that. My bad. Don't do that. (laughs) So you're from West Virginia, right? West Virginia, Mm -hmm. what was the the movie theater that you would frequent? Uh, Well, there there was one. uh, It was called Park Place. And then as I grew older, I think in closer to high school, middle school, they built a second one out at a massive shopping center that we ended up getting. Mm-hmm. And that was actually the uh, movie theater I ended up working in in high school. Oh, there you go. See, I uh, didn't even know that. It was around the time of uh, Bad Boys 2. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> and, uh, too, uh, gosh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Wow. Yeah, believe it or not, those came out in the same year. That's insane. Um, that was 2001? Yeah. 2002? I think it was like 2000 maybe even. Maybe. When was Bad Boys 2? That's a good question. So. So. That was 2003. So it was 2003. 2003. Right. I was a junior in high school. And. uh, Worked there for one summer. And it was. uh, It was interesting. It was a job. Mm. But I, I. It's weird. I, I'm having all like, these memories come flooding back to me because I, at least for me, going to the movies on Christmas wasn't a big thing. Speaking of the season coming up, sure. and uh, when you know some of these movies like Cats are going to be coming out, mm-hmm. but I do remember seeing the going to see the first Lord of the Rings on Christmas with my dad. A lot of a lot of my movie experiences are I did share with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw The Matrix about. 10 times in the theater. Wow. I think to the point where I was just quoting it as the movie was going. I think I had the script memorized for a while. <laughs> I uh, I remember growing up, I wasn't really exposed to a lot of R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me till about high school and college to really kind of catch up on, on, on a lot of those so I met, I you know I had a lot of catching up to do, a lot of catching up I'm still doing, but mm. uh, yeah, no, I the I think the first thing I remember seeing in theaters is probably Hook, mm. and I was probably five, and I wasn't probably five, I was five. <laughs> Hook came out in nine, 91, I was born in eighty six. There you go. I was five. That is a fact, an <laughs> uh, indisputable fact, actually. Mm. And uh, I, I have no idea how I sat through that movie because it's two and a half hours long. I have no idea how I was that patient through that movie. Uh, so I don't really. I, I apologize to my parents if that was a terrible theater going experience for them. <laughs> uh, another thing that I remember, I just said that I wasn't exposed to R-rated movies, but then I remember when I was younger, uh, some cousins of mine, while our parents were off doing their thing. Ended up showing me Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, wow. Which, uh... Is this going to get anybody in trouble? <laughs> n- no. Uh, 
And uh, it's actually the reason why I didn't go see horror movies for a long time is because that movie terrified me when I was a little kid. Mm. So I just had like an, an adverse reaction to a lot of horror films. Yeah. So yeah, I think that, w- that was my, my first... Th- those are some of my first memories. And uh, I actually remember growing up watching the movie Rudy a lot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know we b- before we started recording, we watched the trailer for the Ben Affleck movie, The Way Back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those kind of inspirational sports movies like Rudy, Hoosiers, all those kind of uh, movies, I definitely grew up uh, watching, watching as well. I remember, I think that my earliest memories, and this kind of just popped into my head, was, so, you know, um, my dad used to work a lot. Um, Cause he had to. He got two kids, um, uh, but f- my earliest memories. So I I grew up in a very small island in the Caribbean called Trinidad and Tobago, um, and what used to happen is that during the summer, my we used to stay by either my grandparents or um, with my cousins um, on the eastern side of the island, um, and. Well, back in those days, you know, talking about the the nineties, for all the kids that were born in two thousand, you won't know nothing about this. <laughs> but um, we didn't like the island. The whole island didn't have a cineplex. Wow. Till I was the entire island of Trinidad didn't have a one cineplex. So they there there were there were um, the movie theaters usually had one screen with uh, four shows for the day. Which was like your classic B movie, then A movie as as your double feature. So you pay for one ticket and you get to see both, right? And they they'll have a morning show and an afternoon show, um, and then other than that, there was the um, there was your your drive-in, right? And there was one drive-in on the island, right? Um, so what we used to do was with my cousins, uh, we would drive in to to that spot. I can't remember the name of the theater, unfortunately. Um, and I think I think that the first movie that I saw there, or at least I remember seeing there, was The Lion King, um, yeah. and that was also a double feature type style movie going experience. We used to get everything late. Uh, luckily, we didn't have any internet back then, so we didn't know what we were missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I, I do know that it probably released like a month after it actually released in theaters uh, stateside. Um, but we were so excited, it's like five of us. Used to go watch the movie, um, and they used uh, my my aunt used to put like a blanket out um, on the um, like close close to where the speaker was at. Um, and we would bring in like our own snacks and whatnot, and <gasps> yeah, I know. And uh, we were just we just used to have a good time as a as a family watching those. Um, and that that was like my cinema experience, you know. I, I can't remember when the first Cineplex came out, and after that, everybody just kind of converted to this, uh, the this new format that's been out here forever. But um, back in Trinidad, that wasn't a thing until I was like a grown up. Wow. Yeah. Well, I say grown up as as in the most uh, technical term, I was a teenager, but uh, but I was cognizant of what was actually going on. And, and how the industry well not, I didn't I wasn't even sure about how the industry worked because you know I, I figured that out here uh, but back there like 
we were so used to paying uh like at the time would have been the equivalent of two dollars to go watch a movie and you used to get two so you you watch the b movie and if you didn't want to watch the b movie you just kind of hung around and then you go watch the the feature and there was a there were three sections in the theater. There was the balcony, which was like the, the premiere spot that you'll go sit. And I think that that was more like three bucks. Then you had, um, I can't remember the, the second level. And then you had house. Now house was where a lot of people used to go to like talk back at the screen, throw popcorn at the screen. Like that was for like the rowdy crowds. We never used to sit back, sit down there as, uh, when when me and my sister went with my dad, we never used to go into that spot. Um, but that's my that's my early movie going experience. That was my first real exposure to the theater. Now my first experience to movies was so my my late grandfather, great guy. Um, he was a ship captain, and he would bring VHS tapes from, you know, when he would go on his voyage, right? So go out he went you know he'll go to the to the u.s every now and then he'll grab like a few vh vhs tapes and it used to be more like you know cartoon network stuff and that kind of stuff this was earlier this is when i was like nine eight nine ten um and one of the tapes was batman forever Ooh. which i watched for a record 27 times right believe that or not Val Kilmer, I could have, I could have, I could have talked that entire movie out, and then, um, and then was the Star Wars trilogy, and literally, I used to wake up at eight o'clock, eat whatever Grandma was making, uh, go into the living room, pop in the VHS tape, and just watch Star Wars from morning to night, and then go to bed. I did that probably once a week for the the for the the, the duration of the summer. I've seen the Star Wars trilogy a bunch of times too, and Spaceballs. <laughs> well, to, yeah, you can't watch Star Wars without, without space, Spaceballs. Yeah, I mean, like Spaceballs is amazing. So I got I got interesting facts from you in that last conversation that we had about your dad. Yeah, and it seems like dad dad's a real good. He's influential when it comes to you loving movies. Where did his love for movies come from, and how did that affect? Well, obviously it affected you because you like you like I felt the emotion when when that came out. Like you talked about, you know, most of your cinematic experience has been or theatrical experience has been with dad. You said six times, seven times for Matrix. Yeah. It was like ten. Ten times. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite experience going to the theater with your pops? It probably was the Matrix. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very embarrassed to tell this story, even though it was. Funny to both of us at, at at the time. It probably still is funny to my dad, mm. but I'm horrified as a, a grown up of what I did as a small child during this movie. <laughs> I, th- I think about the the seventh or eighth time we went to go see it. I quoted the entire movie out loud while the movie was playing, <laughs> and kept like mystery science theatering comments of what was happening on screen right and at the at the time everyone was laughing like no one reported me or anything like that but i i don't know like i i just had a lot of fun doing that Mm. it it was stuff like uh 
during during the final at the start of the final scene uh final fight scene neo gets his glasses kicked off and i would say things like oh you're gonna get it now and stuff like that like out loud very loud conversation like loud conversation right like the the like like the movie was interrupting me talking wow what was your dad's reaction to that? Oh, he thought it was hysterical. Oh, of course, of course. But, and at the time, I was—I mean, I was a little kid. I—I mm. I thought it was funny too, and no one stopped me. Right. So I was like, so I kept doing it. Yeah. You, you know, you wouldn't do that now. No, I—I—I I, I am mortified, as fly on the wall, like looking back, like, like you know how in like Christmas Carol, uh, the ghosts take him back to like different parts of his life, and he like watches like what. It, it was like me going back and like looking at that that particular motive and just like <laughs> I, I look like the, the the painting the scream like ah! oh, Macaulay Culkin yeah it's yeah no that was oh, I was I was terrible uh, I I think that, I mean I didn't I didn't really watch a lot of movies at the well, I mean that's not true I watched a bunch of movies at the theater with my pops but me and my friends. So I'm going to shout out Marvin, uh, that whole clique, Darren, Chevron, everybody. Summer 2007, right? Right before we went off to college, because I took a couple years off before I went out. Transformers was coming out. Oh, no. Right? I June, fell asleep in that. June 28th. I pulled a U. <laughs> the first Transformers, you didn't enjoy that one? No, I fell asleep in it. Oh, wow. Anyway, t- sorry, I interrupted you. It's fine. No, no, no. Um, but, you know. As a kid, again, like watched a bunch of like Star, uh, no, no, I said Star Wars. We watched a bunch of Transformers, you know, like the old school one. Saw the old school movie, loved that one. Um, the Wolf, the, the Wolf Ferrell old school, or like you're just talking like old school, old school, old school, like okay. Transformers. I can't remember when that came out. That came out closer to when I was born, I think. The the um, like the, the cartoon one? version, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so when when this one was coming out and we saw like all the trailers and whatnot, we decided that we were gonna we were gonna go as a as a big team. So like as you know, me and my boys, it's like five of us. But then my sister was like my sister is a social butterfly. She doesn't know it yet, but she she is, right? And she's really good at connecting people. She got so when we actually got to the theater, it was about thirty five of us Jeez. to go watch this movie super excited for this and like my boy marvin which is why like marvin comes to my mind most of all because he he's a big nerd when it comes to like this star wars lord of the rings like he'll go into backstories and stuff but we were so excited for this and this was kind of like for my birthday because my birthday was in may we didn't do anything for that so we went, went to watch transformers in june and it's a whole group of us we took up three rows in the theater <laughs> looking like tarantino out here in, in hollywood where he buys out three rows took up three rows in the movie theater to go watch this movie and um i could just remember like when the intro came up like took up the solid middle of the of the theater and he's sitting up front i'm sitting a little bit closer to the back with my family and stuff it's like me my sister a bunch of cousins, friends, you know, it was it was the most epic experience that I had going to the theater before. You go with a, with a full posse, right? And <laughs> when the when the sound bite comes up uh, in the beginning, 
There yeah. was the cube. Marvin just screams out as loud as possible. And the whole theater just kind of erupts in laughter. Made the movie for me. Completely made it like that whole experience of just having everybody there. It was, it was probably still like my top five movie going experiences ever. To piggyback off that, uh, first off, the only time I ever did a big group like that mm. was, uh, I think it was the birthday. I, I had to do some, uh, some research, uh, some quick research of when this came out. Which movie? Uh, the original Resident Evil. Wow. I didn't even watch that in theater. Uh, it was for my birthday. It was 2002. So I was 16. Yeah, yeah. I, I was six. Mm-hmm. I was sixteen. Math, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I remember getting a big group to go see that. Mm. Uh, still, and uh, my mom had to buy the tickets, and then she left. Right. And Which uh, you, you shouldn't do now, guys. Don't do that now. Because <laughs> um, she wasn't gonna sit through a Resident Evil movie. Yeah. Uh, so I remember we had a lot of fun with that, but I think one of my top theater going experiences to bring it back around to star wars who to again bring it back to my dad like you i watched it the the original trilogy Mm -hmm. from a very young age it was something my dad introduced me to he was he's big into sci-fi films he's Mm -hmm. also big into westerns uh so i watched a lot of those growing up as well but uh the phantom menace when it came out i remember I went, bought tickets as soon as they were on sale, and you actually had to go into the theater to do this back then. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to wait in line, mm-hmm. and if it's so, like, they, they didn't put a lot of shows on sale, and it wasn't like now where you you know that Star Wars is going to be big, 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 big. Life is so much easier now, huh? You had to go, you had to wait in line. Usually they went on sale at midnight, <laughs> so you had to go like in the middle of the night to go get these tickets Jeez. but uh, I remember I was a uh, I was in seventh grade mm-hmm. and I remember a big group of us got together to go see that it was all my classmates we we made it a a thing mm-hmm. the movie itself I I think looking back on it I mean as as a, as a seventh grader I loved it. I mm. thought it was fantastic. But also at the time I I thought it was great because it was my it was my Star Wars. Yeah. It Your wasn't it, yeah, it it wasn't something that my parents had. Mm-hmm. It was mine. Mm-hmm. I had my own Star Wars legacy. Yeah. And I think that's what made me like it more than I I have not watched it since I'm sure my my opinion would change. I kind of don't want to watch it again just to, so that I can to keep of, it to to hold on to to the feeling that I have about it. I never thought that I was going to get another Star Wars, and now we've gotten two more, two more with a third. Three. Yeah, with mm. the third one coming up, and it's it's crazy because mm. I I think about what it is now, and I wonder what I missed when I was in seventh grade. Because I, I, I had the natural excitement from just loving Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what else I missed. 
Dude, it's, it's so funny that you talk about Phantom Menace because that that is honestly, out of that trilogy, was my favorite. And I think because, one, it introduced a new lightsaber, which was the double-bladed one. Oh yeah, when, when Darth Maul did that, I lost my mind. I, <laughs> I, I might have stood up and pulled a Marvin and screamed in the like, theater. Oh like, a, like, yeah, I... That that blew my mind. Mm. Sort of the pod race, like the yes. pod, the pod race. I thought was the greatest thing that had ever been made. Mm-hmm. Who knows and now? Fun, funny, like I'm glad that you said that because a lot of you know we, we get a lot of backlash on the on uh, episodes one through three um, about everyone saying how terrible it was. But just to pull into the to how like movies are so subjective. I felt the same way about those three. In that it was my Star Wars, you know, it was my Star Wars story. It was it came out when when I could enjoy it as it released, not looking back at VHS tapes or yes, guys, VHS tapes were that old. Which I think I still have the VHS, the VHS that haven't been tampered with by Lucas in some of the subsequent Mm re-releases. Like I, I'm pretty sure at home I have. An original Star Wars VHS. Don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, Dad, if you're listening, find it, lock it up. It's probably <laughs> worth a lot of money. It's probably worth a, a whole because because that does not exist anymore. No, no. Um, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. I I I think you know. I was piggybacking off of your experience, <laughs> and and just kind of like that brought that brought a lot to me. You know, um, in terms of like. How enjoyable those those three honestly those three films you know the feeling you know uh, dissipating with each sequel that popped up but it like like you said it, it was it was our Star Wars movie is our Star Wars it was through our generation where we could get influenced the way that we were um, it made it made Star Wars even more real for us instead of like looking back at history you know because i think the last the last of the original trilogy came out what 1985 or 1980 i think it was 83 1983 yeah i think that was when return of the i wasn't born yet i wasn't born yet either you know so a lot of a lot of like those things and and um i'm I'm even looking at like the star wars now like uh, it's it's during my time as an adult but We'll see what the next generation thinks. Like this might be like their Star Wars. They they weren't born for the original. Well, for the episode one, two, and three. So, well, not to dive too far down this territory. I think a lot of those people have claimed the originals as theirs also, which is why there's a lot of backlash and hatred for some of these new movies, mm-hmm. and, uh, unjustified. But this is it's it's another topic. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to open that door. Um, I got one last question for you. Ooh, this is a surprise for me. Let's go. Let's do it. If you could name one movie, because I, I can think of this, so that's why I'm going to phrase phrase it this way. Cool. What's the one movie that inspired you to move out here to LA? Oh, boy. That's a really good question, cause since I was fifteen years old, 
I've always wanted to move out here, um, which was unheard of for for Caribbean people. Like, usually if you live in the Caribbean, you move to Miami or New York. Like, that was a thing. Um, and since most of my family lives in in Florida, uh, not Miami specifically, but they live they live in Florida. Um, that's kind of like where I saw myself only being able to go. Um, but I would say that the thing that the thing or not really the movie, but the person that inspired me to move out here was uh, Will Smith. Gotcha. Um, Fresh Prince. Yep. Because my I mean, yeah, like Fresh Fresh Prince was obviously very influential. I think what it was a series of events like there's never just one thing. There's, there's, there's like a series of events. So. Um, the summer that Bad Boys Two came out, Gabrielle <laughs> Union was on on every television. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful!" Ah, right. And then just like I love that movie. I love one and two. First R-rated film that I saw, as a matter of fact. Nice. Yeah. Um, love that movie. Um, Which so, one? One or two? The, the first R-rated. Yeah. The second one. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was when that was the summer I was fifteen. Um. Your your sixteenth year, um, but yeah. So like, you know, seeing Will Smith on screen, I was like, "That's dope." Now back in the day, I was more into music than I was into film. I think that um, because filmmaking was not really a career choice, or being an actor was not a career choice um, in the Caribbean back then. Like, what your push, what your parents usually pushed for was um, go be a doctor, go be a lawyer, go you know some like definitely not do a podcast (laughs) who's gonna do that um but um but after that was um i think that the thing that put the nail in the coffin was the series entourage gotcha kind of got me thinking uh la is kind of like it's got that energy you know it's serious, but it's not so serious. There's a lot of darkness to it, but there's also a lot of light to it, and there's a lot of fun to it. Um, I hope you didn't think that you would get as good as parking spots as they do. They always seem to find parking right in front of wherever they go. So easily. <laughs> <laughs> not the case. No. Um, I guess that's kind of why they, they always had Turtle in the car. <laughs> it's like they'll just pull up and leave Turtle in the car. Turtle in drama. Oh, poor Turtle. And, I know. Um, but that was like... That was kind of like the nail in the coffin. I was I was in Florida when I first saw, um, when I first saw Entourage, and my sister hated it. She was like, "This is garbage." And I, <laughs> I love that series to death. I've probably watched that five times, the whole series from season one to eight, um, and was first in line to go watch the movie. Um, as disappointing as it was for other people, I enjoyed it, and wish I had a copy. Probably go cop that later at, at Amoeba. But yeah, that. Was- kind of like let me venture out into this space it's uh wow this is gonna be a lot of stuff has like hit me like right as i was about ready to 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 talk about this one of one of so the movie that made me want to move out here was the usual suspects Mm. i was too young to know about you know all the terrible baggage that that some of the people involved with that movie had but I remember watching the movie and being completely blown away, having the ending spoiled for me. Mm. I remember I was in line at the grocery store, picked up a TV guide 
and was just flipping through while we were checking out. And it had top five twist endings. And I just happened to read it. And then I saw the movie a couple years later and was like, oh, that was the move. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this was the movie I remember reading about. Mm. Like for me with Knives Out, I find that the movie had like a lot of rewatchability because I would go in and I would, I actually did a scene by scene breakdown of it. Oh, wow. Of how well written and how clues were planted and it it just fascinated me can we find that on the blog i oh gosh i'd have to dig it up oh i i don't i don't know where it it could be on one of my old uh macs that needed dial-up internet like i actually think we got rid of that computer <laughs> oh, now that i think about it i don't know where the files would be but that's just ooh, ancient technology oh yeah it'd be real hard to get it out of there <laughs> but i also remember at the time i was kind of doing like small movie reviews for like uh, local newspaper. Uh, so I started doing the movie review thing when I was pretty young as well, mm-hmm. like in high school. And I was from Charleston, West Virginia. They didn't mind me, you know, doing a review here or there of movies. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the ones I remembered that I got to do was Man on Fire, which was cool. Uh, Denzel, great, great movie. movie. Uh, so yeah, so I did the reviews, I got really interested in the writing aspect of it, mm-hmm. and not necessarily wanting to be in front of the camera like a lot of people want to do, mm-hmm. or even behind the camera be a director, I wanted to be a writer, and uh, so that kind of dissipated when I went to college, I uh, you know joined a fraternity, I, I still saw a bunch of movies, but I, you know... I tried to keep a movie review review website going. Mm. It was really tough, mm. as it is now. Still, uh, got a job back home after college. Kind of waited around, and finally just decided like, I, I should go give it a shot. Like, why, why not? Yeah, I I, I didn't want to grow up, and uh, filled with regret. Mm-hmm. That I didn't at least try. Yep. I wasn't afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of not trying. So I came out here, went to film school, and I've been here 10 years. That's powerful, dude. That's powerful. Now I got to go watch this. We have to watch that movie and build back that review or that breakdown. Oh, of Usual Suspects? Heck yeah. Oh, man. I've, I could probably do it pretty easily because I... It's all I think here. I've done it like three or four times actually. Yeah. See, so like it's just it's fresh and fresh in the old noggin. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on old. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I've just always loved movies, and it's, it's why I ultimately find it this unpredictability of the industry so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Maybe is the right word, is because I I just want to know what something that I love is going to end up being like, is it going to end up being here in five years? Like, Mm -hmm. where is it? Where is it shifting to? What type of media am I going to be consuming? You know, like I, I just want to know. Yeah. That's it. I think, I think 
I think that that's a good place to for us to. We got real with you guys. That was real. Yeah. That was authentic. <laughs> I enjoyed that, Tyler. We should I did do, too. We should do a couple more episodes like that. Uh, just not this specific way. And not blindsiding you on a lot of these questions. Yeah, please, please let me know some of these questions so that there's not a lot of... Uh, uh... Before we get into our future reel, I want to let you guys know again. Tyler, plug your review blog so that people could go and get there information tyler's an amazing writer when it comes to reviewing movies like i said he's seen over 150 movies this year that's half of of uh, half the days of the year almost <laughs> half of the days of the year tyler let them know where they could go watch the where they could go read their reviews uh it's after the credits blog.com i wish that blog wasn't in before the dot com Unfortunately, someone already had after the credits, and it's been inactive for like a long time. They're not using the uh, the address, which really bummed me out. Yeah. Uh, so it is after the credits blog dot com. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll start doing some some awards coverage here soon once some of the nominations come out. Uh, I do vote for the Indie Spirit Awards, so if that's something that interests you, I will be posting my thoughts on. Uh, on those, there's actually quite a bit of movies I need to catch up on from that. They're, the nominations didn't quite go how I thought they were going to, and there's some surprises. Uh, so that'll be fun. It'll I'll be, be diving into that. 100%. That's after the credits, blog.com. You guys need to go check that out. Tyler, reel us into our future reel. Not much of a future reel. This is going to wrap the episode real quick. Let's do it. Playmobil the movie. Who wants it? It's got a range of three to eight. I'm at two and a half. I'm at three. It's got a surprising amount of reviews already. It's at 24%. Woo, that's higher than I thought it would be. <laughs> I thought it was going to land at a solid 15. So Rotten Tomatoes got that 24% so far. Got a bunch of reviews. Doesn't look like a fun movie. Looks like a playoff of the Lego movie. A grass for STX to get some money. Which is Which is weird because I played with Playmobil... A lot when I was younger. I I almost had better uh, battles waged with that than I did with some of my Legos. Wow. Uh, I played with both equally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, even then, it's... Why? Uh, it, for me, Lego, well, Lego, bigger brand. Uh, Lego Movie by WB, better studio. Um, or at least at these films. Uh, STX is still too new to, to really come together with a script like this. But guys... <laughs> Our short show ended up being 51 minutes long. Um, thank you so much for coming and listening to the For Real podcast. Episode 19, guys. We're, we're rolling on. We're going to get to episode 23 before the the year end. Um, have a lot of topics coming in. Uh, Golden Globe nominations next week. It's going to be fantastic. I'm also flying out to... Uh, to go to my sister's graduation. So not quite a vacation, but I'm not going to be here next week. So we're going to record early again um, and get this out to you guys because that's how much love I got <laughs> for you guys. All right. I'm Greg. And I'm Tyler. And this has been For Real. Real.